when Jenna's new boyfriend, Herm, announces that he is traveling to the north shore of Lake Superior to meet Commander Donner. She is skeptical. After all, Herm is convinced that he is an alien from the planet Xylon, who has been sent to Earth to search for rare minerals. As far as she is concerned, he is living in a dream world. However, Herm is also a nice guy, the best she's ever known, and she enjoys being with him. So does her eight-year-old daughter, Sylvie. If only it wasn't for that alien issue. This is a story of the horrors that some people can inflict upon the innocent. It is also a story of how incredibly strong the human spirit is. Ultimately, it is a story of how strong the bonds of love truly can be. Eye of the Beholder, a novella by Jim Bates. Available at MythMart.com www.mythmart.com and all other online retailers. In the wake of the Me Too movement comes a collection of short stories that challenge the reader to consider how women have suffered through the ages and continue suffering now. The primary connection between the stories in the collection, Suffer Rage, is that they are stories of and about women. Each woman in the collection has suffered, whether at the hands of men, society, or other women. Those they love, those that should love them, even their own bodies and minds, have betrayed them at some point. Some of these women are nameless. Some only have their names to hold on to and some are looking for new names to go with the possibility of new lives. Some stories tackle sexual assault, abortion, mental health issues, aging, and surviving against the odds. Regardless of the genre employed, there is a profoundly feminist and at times girl-esque tone to the stories. There are sharp and smart gestures toward body, femininity, and patriarchy and you get a sense of simmering rage throughout. As one of the story's protagonists says, all you have to do is listen in the bright dawn and you will hear tender violence, the noise of women. When you have finished reading Suffer Rage, you will hear the voices of all the women vibrating in your bones and you will ask yourself if you should choose to be a coward or a revolutionary. Purchase your copy today of the Open Contract Challenge 2023 winner Adele Evershed and her collection of stories, Suffer Rage, at www.mythmart.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. This is Tim here with episode 262 of the World of Myth Bits.
Welcome, everyone. Welcome to episode 262. And I'm very, very, very pleased to have here with me uh, our El Presidente, Mr. David K. Montoya. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. Hey. We've got the, the um, we've stolen the kids' equipment. Uh, yeah. I've got my son's <laughs> knife and you've got your daughter's knife. Yeah. It's yeah, the rise up. Definitely, definitely. Now, special, special edition. Um, you, you've actually been wonderful enough to give me a, like an early copy of your life memoir, uh, pretty much. Uh, and then at the same time, given me the impossible task of reviewing 69 different magazines. Yeah. So, uh, this, this is like the, the mashup episode of uh, the world of Mythbits, in which case I want to grill you about these, these highs and lows of this incredible company that you basically started at 13. I was 13, yeah. And, and it was, uh, if, if I understand correctly, it was you wanting to play with the big boys, basically. You, you were an amazing comic book artist that you like even at such a young age or your early teen years, you were able to, to mix it with the big boys skill wise, uh, but nobody wanted to know you because of how young you were. The backstory to that though, I think is is very important to to lay out. And the me just skimming the surface. That's that's why I've got you here, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I grew up in a, a lower middle-class family, um, and for reasons that I am not ready to really talk about publicly, um, I just, I never thought I was intelligent. Um, people told me I was an idiot and I just kind of, you know, you, you get told you're stupid for so long um you start believing it so is, i is went that, is that coming, coming from being a dreamer maybe dave mm, that, that people just didn't a, understand a lot of the, the a lot of my family um my you know previous older relatives um lived on government assistance you know that was just their way of life and yeah. to to think outside of that and um there there was uh he i don't want to you know talk ill of the dead because he's dead obviously um my great uncle he he kind of set the ground the 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 yeah, the groundwork, um, because he was he was racist. I mean, there's there's no other way to really get around and say it, um, because my father was Hispanic, and yeah. because I was half Hispanic, I was you know I was one of them, you know, and yeah. I, I I was and less you, and, you, and you come to to nothing according to him. Yes, and yeah. um. Then I've always been fascinated with art. I've always been an artist all my life. 
And that's kind of where the story begins that you read is that my aunt gave me comic books and I always looked at the art, would have never read the story. And then one day the art intrigued me enough to want to say, what is happening in this story? So I started yeah. reading and this was before the internet kids. So there was no Google or anything like that. Um, the old, this is even before the nineties. Yes. And, um, that, that I, time does exist. <laughs> it does. And my, uh, I went to my, my mom specifically and I asked her what a word was and she's like, well, look it up. And back then, again, kids, we had this big book full of words called dictionary and, uh, oh, yeah. My my aunt had given me, which I actually still have somewhere around here. I have that dictionary. Um, and she gave me a dictionary, started looking up words, and I started to read for the very first time, really read. And by yeah. 1993, I was a, I was an avid comic reader, and I had read everything that I could purchase at the time as a child. Um, you know, you only have so much money to buy comic books with, so you can't buy older issues because they cost more money. money. Yes. Yeah. So I did, I guess something weird that changed my life for the rest. And it was just like, I've read everything that I could read you know, uh, uh, within able to read. So I decided I'm going to write a story for myself. And I have that That's story. Cool. I have that story. It is framed right over there. It is framed. I have my very first story still. And what, what was the story called, though? M-Team. It was a, a really bad knockoff okay. of the X-Men because I'm an X-Men fan. And... Yep. Um, so I started writing and writing and writing, and it, it became almost equal to my addiction of reading comic books. And then eventually it surpassed that, too. I was more interested in writing stories than reading stories. Yeah. And so I started writing these different stories. Um, of course, X-Men was my favorite, and I wrote some DC stuff. I wrote uh, a story for like Vampirilla for Harris Comics, and I was sending them out, purposely not putting my age. And yes. when I would get a reply, oh, I love this stuff. You know, here's a a W four form. Uh, that's the point where I have to go. Uh, you know, I, I I'm still a minor lately. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm and, only thirteen. <laughs> and. Uh, that's where every single time they're like, uh, yeah, come back to us. Unfortunately, by that time, by the time I came at 18, I was no longer interested in working for anybody other than myself. Yeah. So that's kind of where the, the backstory, it needed to be said because that is kind of like the driving force of what pushed me to who I am and what I've done. And what you're still doing is because I refuse to 
to be like my previous, you know, the ones that have gone before me, the ones that have passed away that lived on the assistance. You know, I, I've lived a, a very good life in the medical field for over 20 years. And it's been, it's, I, I've learned things, I've seen things. And, um, you know, I, I feel like the whole, the whole concept of David K. Montoya is the, to not be a failure, not be a loser in life, to succeed. And uh, for the most part, I, I feel like I've, I've accomplished it. Um, but go ahead. I, I'm rambling. I feel like I'm rambling now. So go ahead. Oh, no. I, I think the looking over, and I mean, I'm, uh, I'm in a privileged position that I've had the chance to actually look over the words, uh, sort of look at the journey, and there are a lot of highs, like some some incredible, amazing highs uh, in this story that uh, that you've written based based on your life. Um, but there are also like moments where things seem to have come crashing down, or things have come out of your control and sort of gone gone off that path that uh, that you sort of envisage. And then it's that reset, that David K. Montoya reset. Let's get things back on track uh and then you you can see that uh that light that moment for uh for celebration and it's sort of it's that that jumpy roller coaster type ride of hey we've we've hit this amazing height and then oh my god like what the um like the financial crisis has happened uh <laughs> and then sort of the 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 carpet's been ripped out from under us like it happened to to a lot of people um but the like there are those moments that are out of your control but then there were also moments that were sort of in your control where you trusted people that you thought you could trust and then suddenly you found that you know what that wasn't a good decision but instead of going okay the whole thing's crashed we'll walk away it's how can we do what can we do how can we salvage it um Again, looking for that um, that that op that opportunity to to make the magic happen again. It's I've been told many many times I, I'm too stubborn to quit. You know. Um, yeah, I get that. <clears throat> it and that's that's kind of the, the thing is is that. Another part of my life, especially when it started in high school, was uh, I would be told, you know, you can't do this. It's impossible. You can't do this. You know, yeah. you, you you are a, a kid, a child who lived in, you know, a small desert city in California with minimal money minimal knowledge you can't do this this is impossible and it, it your your world your world is small you should stay in your lane exactly and um, yeah everything everything is just like you know the the best you know example is you know hold my beer watch hold my beer yeah. and uh yeah, yeah. But, that uh, that explains a lot in my life it's like someone tell me you you i mean and honestly like not being funny not trying to motivate me but look me straight in the eye and say you can't do this 
Yeah. And I instantly say, yes, I can. Kind of like how yeah, kind of like how PCE started. I was laughed yeah. out of out. <clears throat> excuse me. I know I'm jumping ahead, but when when I first started PCE Pop Culture Expo, it's the only Comic Con in where I live because no one yeah. would ever take the you know they they're like it will fail it will fail you cannot do this yeah it can't be done. You are, and at the time, you know, it was like a fresh, I was still fresh from uh, from my, my wife's passing. And I had, Zoe and Lily were very, very young. And, you know, my oldest son is autistic. Yeah. And they're like, you cannot do this. Yeah, And that was it, the biggest, try. and that was the biggest fire under my butt that it, it just like, Yeah. Not only did I do it once, I did it twice. And the second time was bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch, watch me. Yeah. My name is Mr. David I dream big and make things happen. That I am. Um, the Myth Master once called me a unsuccessful achiever. And whenever I oh, read... Yes. Whenever I write my biography, my autobiography, that's what I think it, the name is going to be because that that is me in a nutshell, the unsuccessful achiever. I have unsuccessful achiever. I have I have achieved everything that I could ever think of, I've ever wanted. I've written comic books, I've written books, I've started my company, I've done podcasts, you know. So, I mean, not to the point of rich and and stardom, but you know what? I still achieved what I wanted. Yeah, exactly. Give me it's one. The... Alexa, turn on kitchen light. Okay. Steph got me. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's the um, the probably the the best advice that I ever got was from my mom and dad. My mom said, "Dream big, go far." And my dad said, but get a real job first. So that, that was that was my upbringing. And um, sad, sadly, my mum passed away uh, like a number of years ago. But I still, I'm still showing my dad, hey, look, here's another book that, um, that Dark Myth is published with my name on it. Or here's a, a, a whole pile of books that uh, I've got my stories or my poems or that, that sort of thing in there. And I mean, I'm even attempting art, like, but I, I never thought, oh, I'm a writer, I'm not an artist. Um, and yet I'm sending things in and um, staff seems to like it. So, Absolutely. I mean, it's, you're limited to, if you don't do it, then you can't do it. Exactly, exactly. And I'm 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 starting to find that maybe I can do it. Exactly. Maybe if I dream that little bit bigger, why not give it a crack and and see what happens? My mentor is the one that gave me the greatest bit of advice that changed me and put me on the right direction. And of course, I'm talking about Terry, Terry? Desher. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, we worked. 
in an ICU, an intensive care unit, cardiac unit. Uh, and we were taking a break. And I remember we were walking down the, ho the, the hospital hallway and we we're just chatting. He goes, you know, for how young you are, you suck. I'm like, well, why? He goes, because you're absolutely, you have all the tools. You, you, you could be so successful. And I said, well, why am I not successful? And he goes, because you don't follow through on everything you say. Okay. And it Wow. was, and it was in that moment. I realized, yeah, that's true. So Yeah. I do my absolute best to follow through and achieve everything I say I'm going to do. Terry, Terry means a lot to you, doesn't he? Harry was like my father figure, yes. Um, Yeah. I met Terry when I was... Let's see. I was 27 when I started the World of Myth. So I met Terry when I was 26 working at the hospital. And um, he was introduced to me as a writer. And <laughs> he was known, he was known as the 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 hard nose, you know, he no one liked him. Okay. And and uh for me, there's it's just that, you know, I like everybody. And Yeah. he, and he Yep. tried to run me off a couple times. And uh, then I finally, I, it's like, well, let me read some of your stuff. And that was kind of like, well, okay. So I read his stuff and I, I enjoyed it. And I came back and, and we started talking. And I, I showed him my stuff, my comic stuff, because back then I didn't write short stories. I only wrote comic book stories. And he said that, it, you know, you have talent, you know, why don't you write a short story? And um, I told him, well, I don't know how to. And he goes, well, I'll teach you if you're willing to be taught. And I was like, of course, you know. So he started teaching me. He started teaching me the basics of grammar. He started teaching me the flow of text and how the way we speak versus the way we write are two different styles you know uh, if and you know the importance of of you know reading your stuff out loud which to this day i'm still horrible at i i absolutely admit that um i i'm really bad about doing that i think that's because i'm spoiled with stuff Can I ask you for some feedback? So, um, on a couple of podcast episodes, I, I've shared a few of my short stories. Uh-huh. How do I go with reading out loud? I think you do an excellent job. Oh, thank you. I think I, I think you... it comes down to seven, 17 years of uh, storytelling at our local library. I was going to say, you you could absolutely go in and become like a, a book for an author, a book, an author, not author, but a reader for an audio book. I absolutely... That now that wouldn't shock me at all if you got a job doing that. I keep saying that we should start doing <laughs> uh, audiobooks of, of some of the stories. I, I'd be keen. They're very expensive, though. That's the thing. Yep. Not not when I do them. But...
So, yeah, I get off on another tangent. I, this is going to probably be the tangent episode. Dave's tangent episode. He gets off. Absolutely. Jim and Dave, two tangents. So, it's, it's better tangent than tangerines. Yes, absolutely. So, what else you got for me? Um, so, I'm just curious. I, I've been reviewing. So, I've reviewed the uh, magazines, the first four magazines. So, that's basically 2004 covers. But I've discovered yes. from reviewing um, episode one through to four of the World of Myth magazine. And now I've also gone through and I've done um, magazine five through two, seven. Five, six, seven, eight. Five, five through to eight. I've got notes on another four. Um, I've discovered that there was something before the World of Myth magazine. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me more about this dark myth. Where can I find it? Yeah, you can't. You can't. Um, no. It actually goes further back than that. Oh, really? <laughs> Um, before, before anybody had labeled it a e-zine, um, we had a website that talked about the company and we had, um, what we called cyber comics. And again, this was before e-comics was termed, you know, or, or anything like that. It was just something that we did. And yeah. uh, we did that for a number of years. Um, I think it is in the in the the book that you read. Uh, it, it talked about you know nine eleven and how uh, you know the numbers had dropped. Yeah. Well, that yeah. is that was actually a predecessor to the world of myth as well. So yeah. after that, after the nine eleven had happened. Um, so after the after nine eleven had happened, we kind of went back, and I, I was trying to think about what way to new, you know to do things, and I I came up with a, a very similar idea, uh, but I called it the world of dark myth because, uh, well, it's dark myth. We we've, we've always had dark myth, and um, yeah. what had happened was is we still produced cyber comics. And Rebecca, my sister, was writing uh, a short serial called Black Lake Inn. And plus we had interviews and just, you know, random stuff. But it really didn't so click with... The, sorry, Dave. So it, the interviews, was that always done by Mythmaster? No, this was before I even met Terry. Okay. Ter oh, Terry was the original Mythmaster, by the way. Yeah, because I, I was thinking I, I got interviewed by uh, Kevin, I reckon, the Mythmaster. Yeah, the original Mythmaster. And got was devoured Terry. by dinosaurs. So. Um, and then uh, somewhere in like 2000, I want to say seven or eight, somewhere in there, that's when Kevin became the Mythmaster. Um, yeah, okay. And we had, we had a lot of people that have done uh like um different roles 
well, like the interviewers, I'm trying to think of different people who have, have interviewed. There's been a lot of mix up with um, okay. who's done the interviews. But originally it started with um with Terry. With Harry. And then um I'm thinking I'm thinking I might have did the done the interviews. But I really don't remember, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's been okay. so long. Twenty twenty years? Twenty years is a while, right? Twenty something years, yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah, it'd be over over twenty because the World of Myth magazine started September two thousand and four. September sixth, two thousand and four. Yes. Um so coming up to its twentieth anniversary this year. So I realized that when I was looking at the demographics of, of what people were looking at on the website for the World of Dark Myth, I noticed that we were getting more hits in the short stories than we were for the comic books. Now, mind you also, it might have been because this was the time right after you know uh, the, the dial-up and it was gone into the DSL but it's still taken yeah. a long time to load up images. So that might've been it. Yes. But you know, back then yeah. I didn't really think, put that into perspective. Um, so I was like, okay, let's just shut this down. Let's try it again. And I came up with the design of the world of myth. And the design was that I wanted to have short stories, artwork, poetry, and, you know, have it like a, a a community. Like back in twenty, I want to say it was twenty ten. Uh, yeah. When when we had the forum going, someone had posted that the world of myth was the one of the original social medias, and I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. A, a a community communication platform. Yeah, yeah. We we all communicated. We all communicated on on the the forum. You know, you go into the magazine. We all talked in the forum, and um, yeah. that was another thing that I wanted to include was the forum as well. And I was like, well, I need an editor. I I'm not patient enough to be an editor. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah. And and I had just like I said, I I'd known Terry for a little about a year now, and uh, I went to Terry. He's like, hey, Terry. I'm going to start an online magazine and I want you to be editor. And he told me to beep off. In, in, yeah. he, he used his French. Yes. And uh, yes. I was like, okay, okay. Then I came back. I think it was probably the next day. Hey, so are you going to be the editor? No. Yeah. I'm not yeah. interested. <laughs> no. No. Uh, okay. Okay. Find someone else. And then uh, probably to his dismay, I actually got transferred into the critical care unit where he was. So I was with him all the time. Uh -huh. and Sorry, every day. Yeah, yeah, every day. Hey, 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 hey. And then finally, the day yeah. that I didn't ask, he's like, Dave. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'll be your editor. But this is what we're going to do. I'm like, yeah, okay, nice. okay, yeah, let's do it. And uh, you, you you brought him in, so it was Terry's show, and that's that's the way it started. Um, 
his thing was is that he wanted the genres separated. He didn't want like fantasy and action yeah. suspense and horror all in just short stories. He wanted to sh showcase the authors of that talent in that genre. So that's why yes. those were broken up. And instead of just like short stories, like we see in a lot of uh, different, oh, my my cat's coming to say hi. Um, yeah. Like you, in, in fact, you still see it a lot in in uh, different easings. Is you know you see short stories and they're kind of merged, and you don't know what kind of genre it is until yeah. you start reading. But we know, like yeah. like Don DeBrell. We know she can rock a horror story all night long. Okay. And create a scream. I've got yeah. her. Create a scream. Yes. Times. Yes. She, uh, so it's like you and Terry. It's I've I've called her that that often that I reckon that nickname's stuck. Yes. And uh, you know, and I, I think that's because she's nine times out of ten, she's in the horror bracket. So we instantly yes. associate her writing with horror. So that's, you know, that's kind of how it worked. And that was actually the whole thought behind it is to build that individual. And that's what the world of myth was all about overall was we wanted to find everybody that was unpublished, that was turned away. And we wanted to build them from the ground up. You would be very surprised yeah. if you went through and you would look at who went on to be published authors in in our magazine. You would you would actually find a lot. And there's been quite a few that have reached their platform and kind of disappeared. Got a contract with a publishing company, but it was the world of myth that built them up. And and I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that that's the idea is to yeah. to build up our, our community, our family. And um, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why people have continued, even when we, we've slowed down press, you know, because there was times where um, we we actually slowed it all the way down to a quarterly magazine. And then um, when when my wife passed away, I think we, we missed quite a long time. There was a big gap. And... Um, People, yeah. I've, I've, I've had a look at what I need to review in, in the future and I've seen, yeah, that there's um, a, a stage where there's January, February yes. edition, March, April edition, uh, and then some like where there was maybe four magazines for the entire year or like a, um, a quarterly that, that sort of came out as well. Yeah, yeah. So but I'm, people always I'm came not in. sure if that'll make it easier for me to review. Because I'm sure that once I actually sink my teeth into those particular magazines, there's probably going to be a whole bunch of stories, a whole bunch of poetry, a whole, yeah. So the, even though it's the, the quality, not the quantity. It is. And that was, that was one of the things also I had to kind of get over was that we never had the, the type of submissions we have now. Um, as far as submissions yeah. and growth wise, the world of myth is at its, its apex. It's just, there's so much coming in. 
There's so much to be reviewed as to in the, the original, you know, uh, it was me, Terry, my sister, um, Magnus? Kit, yes. And, and, um, uh, there was one more. Oh, There's no, no. a an, Let's see. L.M. Mesa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, was that in the 2004 span too? No, no, I reckon uh, Ellen Mercer started to appear like 2005, maybe the second magazine or... Oh, okay, okay. But there there was just a small handful of us, and then we kind of grew and we grew, and that's where that family feel started. Is because Well, half of them are family type. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of it. Is is that we started it as a family thing, and we interacted as family. So if you come into our 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 inner circle as we're interacting, we're going to treat treat you just like family. You know, I'm I'm going to treat you the same way I was treating Rebecca, my sister. Well, that's You know, what I'm finding. and, and that's that is. where I think the the family feel came from is because we quite literally treated each other like family members. And it wasn't like something like you hear like corporate businesses, oh, come join our family, you know, as, as a ploy to, to come to This work is a for real them. family. This was like legitimately, you know, I I would treat you the same way I would treat my brother, or treat Yeah. my sister and vice versa. And that's just the interaction, the chemistry of how it works. And it's carried on all these years. Yeah. And I, th And, and it, I think, and it's go ahead. like international now. We're, we're one big happy international family that. Yes. <clears throat> I, you know, I, I've, um, yeah, I'll leave that comment to, To private conversation, yeah, but yeah, I, No, I'm, no, well, I, can I, I'm, I just say, did you even dream, Dave the Dreamer? Did you even dream it would get this big? no, No. <laughs> Surprise. no, no, um, it was just a hold on, yeah, it's cat down, it was. After Terry left, um, Yeah. he, when he left as editor-in-chief, there was that concern that, uh, you know, things would not operate. But we brought in the second editor-in-chief, and his name was Steve Bolin. And... Yeah. He was close with Terry, so he had that same feel. He had that same kindness as an editor, the same kindness that Steph has, and that that has always been important to me is to have that. encouragement more than criticism Yes, and that has always been important to me, looking for editors. Um, yes but he was yeah able to step in that role. And it, it still felt like family. So people continued to stay. And it just grew and grew. And it, it, it moved past the content. 
it it became like you knew you personally knew uh, I'm trying to think of someone off the top of my head like Sarah Sarah um, Wilson um, or you knew someone like Kevin Adams you not that you've read them and you follow them it began to feel like you know them on a personal level so yeah. it continued to grow and grow and grow and then of course like I said after Lacey died you know I stopped and it was those people that still after all those years had that personal attachment to the magazine that came back and it just started growing and growing and growing and I give a lot of credit to Steph. Yeah. Because Steph is the one who has stepped in as the editor and kind of guided it the way it needed to go. I I, I told her yeah. that to me, she is like the female version of Terry. That she just yeah. she that's pretty high praise. It's I mean it's well deserved. Of course it's well deserved. Steph's amazing. Um, but to sort of mention Steph and Terry in the, the same sentence, sort of like that that mirror re reflection uh, is massive. It's huge praise, for sure. But it's totally deserved. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I just wish that she would have got to meet him in person. He was... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're doing an interview with the cat too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see that. That's, I, I, ironically, uh, this is a uh, an audio podcast, Dave. So I I can see what's happening to you, uh, and I can see how involved the cat wants to be. But uh, <laughs> sadly, I don't think anybody else will get that. Oh goodness! We, we should put this on the pod, uh, We should put this on the Facebook page. So that uh, so that everyone can enjoy it. That might be an idea. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, what else you got for me? Ah, um, I think the it's what what I'm finding with these early stories and early. Oh no, sorry, the tangent, slight tangent. Um, I've noticed from the get-go that the World of Myth magazine is a magnet for poets and a magnet for poetry. Yes. So, like the, the number of the earlier magazines, there have been like three, four, maybe five stories to review, a whole bunch of art, mostly from your sister, which is really cool. Uh, she's got skills. Today, very, very talented young lady. I was to say today, my now, mind you, and I, I told this story to you in in text, so I'll go ahead and share it with the the listeners. Is um, RCL was is my sister. Uh, we originally used the term RCL because she was sixteen, and we yeah, didn't right. we didn't know the legalities of that. So we just kind of yeah. made her mentioned by name. We don't know. Yeah. So that's where it came from. And 
Yeah. Now and now, you know, at sixteen and then at eighteen, she came out with her book, uh, Book of Dreams, which was a, a combination Yes. of art and and poetry. But today we jump ahead and we see her at almost she'll be thirty six March in March, and she's Yeah, uh, wow. she's finishing her bachelor's in arts. So Okay, cool. she has very much grown That as makes an a artist. lot of sense. Yeah. So she's 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 almost done the, the reverse. Um she she's got the masters because she's an incredible artist. And now she's got the bachelor to sort of back it up. Yes. So it's it's Yes. fun. Yeah. It's it's fun Yeah. to Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the look back on those. yeah, definitely, definitely. The um, the but then she's she's even come in with um, like, girl girl of myth, um, with the uh, the short stories, poetry, the um, like just looking through uh oh and who was the other one was um. Ah, oh, Caesar. Castro. Castro, yes. Yeah, Caesar Castro. Some interesting works from uh, from Caesar as well. I I will admit Is that like? I he was my favorite poet. Um He like the the emotion that he puts into every piece. Uh, and he's he's committed to whatever emotion that is. Sometimes it's longing. Sometimes it's that that lust and love sort of rolled together. Um, there's like some poems that are, are full of darkness and that whole why does it have to be this way? Um, and then there's other light light stuff of, about. how beautiful and amazing this woman is. You know, he was so, again, this was before text messaging, um, or not text message. Well, yeah, I think it was actually, wasn't it? Yes. Um, and before like instant messaging, you know, it was Oh, before yeah. Before like my goal. Facebook, For sure. yeah, Facebook Yeah. message. So the best way to communicate was email and Yes. he did not want to, he just wanted to send in, he didn't want to be friends. He made that very clear because you know me, I always try to be friends. Right. And I told him, I said, you know, you are my Yeah, favorite yeah, poet, dude. You know, and he's like, well, you know, thank you. But I, I prefer not to, you know, put anything personal into, you know, talking with fans or readers or whatever. And I was like, okay, man, just aloof. whatever, whatever floats your boat. But I, I just dig what you're doing. But he's just like, nah, I'm good. Thank, thanks. Oh, that's what I do. Great. He was. He was. Yeah, I'd be like, great, The first you know, whatever. superstar. And uh, Yeah. 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 I, I actually, I offered him a um, a book deal for poetry, and he's like, nah, Oh no. yeah. He's like, nah, I don't want it. And he didn't want it. Nope. 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 He was happy doing what he's doing. Yeah, I haven't. God, I haven't heard from him in like twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's um I'm I'm gonna be really it's it's gonna be I mean coming back to Terry, 
uh-huh. it's going to be really, really sad to sort of get to that point where a he's no longer the um, the chief editor, but then b there's no longer stories coming from him, poems coming from him, and uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see for how long Caesar sort of submits poems, and then where there's suddenly uh, a top time where that he's not there anymore. Well, in fact, his last poem, his brother emailed me. It wasn't even him. Um, yeah, right. And um, I don't want to give anything away, but the 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 poem itself was co-written by the brother, as he was explaining to me. And it pretty much explains why uh, Caesar was he just Caesar just stopped that yeah. there was there was no goodbye there was no the and this he did a poem with his brother which I could only imagine God that that had to have been really hard to do you know to to tell the story oh, sure. and put it into their 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 um, limerick the way they do it. So to have a second yeah. person in there to do that, that that was very impressive. But um, yes. I don't I don't want to give that away for you because I think it's no, it's part of right. it's part of the journey. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's it's going to be really fascinating to sort of go through that that process of reviewing each magazine or each sort of block of magazines as I go, uh, and getting to that point where. You sort of see artists stop submitting. I mean, the like I was saying, um, I I just happened to see a Facebook post from a Rebecca that Steph responded to, and it sort of twigged in my mind. Oh, Dave, is that your sister? Um, is that the girl of myth? Yeah, and you're like yep, yeah. yep, sure is. Um, it's yeah, it's. It's funny. It's like she probably doesn't know me for for anything, but um, yeah, to sort of get that early work of, of hers and sort of get a, a feel of that uh, that young um, RCL girl of myth, the the sort of the, the, uh, that amazing creativity sort of sort of coming through. Which is yeah, it's 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 incredible and weird. And then to find out like down the track, you've gone, oh, here's some stuff that she's just recently sent in to the magazine. So there were there are people that were sending stuff in early on, like in the early early days, that are coming back. Oh yeah, absolutely. You must be really really proud and really really excited to see that happen. That yes, um, to see people come back after years has always it really just like you know they they meant it when they said you know this this is family and they come back and yeah yep. uh, they're they're back as you know who they were to commit as a writer artist poet whatever I'm like that's 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 exactly. actually yeah. it's touching it's very emotional for me yeah definitely um, I've noticed with like the 2005 
uh, doing January, February, March, and April, uh, seeing mock come through as an artist, which is, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And then now seeing Mock Jr. producing some stuff. Not that they're related at all. I, I no, they're not no related. Whatsoever no. Between the two. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. Almost, it's it's kind of seeing the mantle passed from from the, the older generation to the younger generation and that name continuing on in the world of me. Um. How do I, how do I, let's see. He, okay, so the original Mock owned a used bookstore yep. in Tulare, California. Mock, oh, cool. Mock Jr. as a frequent uh, consumer would go in and, and they would talk to, together. And uh, I guess during that time, Mock was working on, you know, some of the earlier pieces of his work. And yeah. the guy was going through and, and stumbled on the world of myth total by accident um, and saw one of the, the later pieces um, the I think it was like terrible tunes. And he yes. saw that it was mock and knew exactly who that was. And he reached out to me and I yeah. explained, you know, this is, you know, what happened to mock and, and uh, he's like, I, I would really like to, to honor him because he was a very good man. And, and he always, you know, gave him really good discounts on books and stuff like that. And he, he, uh, he considered mock a, a good friend while he was there in Tulare. And he's like, but, Yep. Can I can I go by Mock Junior? And I'm like, uh, that to me that's awesome because I knew Mock. Yeah, and um, he would it's be hum he would be humbled by that. A, a lovely tip of the hat. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, um, I just I really cool. I think that Mock. <laughs> I think Mock would be kind of jealous of uh, Junior's ability to paint because holy cow, man, uh, this guy can paint. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you've you've got some incredible talent making these amazing covers. Uh, like the the cover for um, February, I think is the 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 latest one with the girl in orange, the the mechanical fish. Yeah, that's and Mock. What? Yeah, the, just that's amazing, absolutely amazing. The Mark, Mark Junior. Junior, yeah. That's Mark Junior's work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Us oh, genius. Absolutely oh wait, incredible. Wait until you see what he he submitted for February. Uh, for March. No, we we still have a, a issue coming out this February, oh. February twenty fourth. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. The paths. My my mind's. It's yeah. But that's right. We're still in February, aren't we? Yeah. 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 It's, Only it's about halfway through. He uh, he sent me a couple pieces, and uh, that it's the one I I picked uh, for February, and. Uh, so he'll I can tell oh, you now sorry. he he'll be in February and March issue uh because he sent me two pieces. Okay. So yeah, and they're both amazing. Um is is a uh are we are we keeping our cards close to our chest 
uh, or are we announcing already that he may be the cover artist? Oh no, no. Uh, we we try not to do back to back cover artists. Um, I don't know okay. if you ever noticed yep. that. We always try to make sure that I've, everybody gets their turn. Uh, let's I see. have. Yes. Let me see. Um, but yeah, we we always try because we do. We have so many. Um, we have so many artists that deserve to have recognition. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying a word. Just wait until the February edition of uh, the World of Myth magazine uh, episode, uh, magazine number 123. Yes. Yes. Yeah. One, two, three. Uh, it's it's going to be um, incredible, and it's going to blow your mind. Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much, sir, for your time. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, I reckon we we might might have to leave it there. Thanks again, Dave. Thanks for your time. You're very welcome. I'll be here anytime you want to chat some more. Oh, there'll be other chats. I know. There's more to this story. Be well, my friend. You too. All right. Ciao for now. This is Tim signing off from the world of Mythbit.